my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Full House Friday, everyone. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I'm bringing you the third and final episode in the Joey and the Girls series. I'll be covering another Joey and Michelle episode. This is from Season 7, Episode 9. The Day of the Rhino, which aired November 9th, 1993. Gosh, it's kind of funny because 10 years after this aired was the day that my husband and I had first started dating, November 9th, 2003. All right, so I'm going to be honest. This is an episode I really, I have not watched this in a very, very long time. It's not particularly one of my favorites, but I'm still wanting to cover. I mean, yeah, I probably could have made it a you know a double feature with Joey and the Girls, you know, a Stephanie and a Michelle, you know, episode. But I'm like, nah, I wanted to wanted to cover this one. So in this episode, Michelle and her friends get ripped off after sending in their money for the again. This is incorrect. They the person who wrote this. Summary for IMDb says they get ripped off after sending in their money for a giant plush Rigby. No. They sent away for an action Rigby, which is maybe about two inches tall and made of hard pointy plastic. Alright, so they find out that Rigby or a man in a Rigby costume is making an appearance, public appearance at the mall, and they decide to go down there and confront him with picket signs, and they're going to protest. My goodness. We do have a plot B here, which is kind of goofy. <laughs> we got Vicky and Becky teaching DJ a lesson how guys will say anything to compliment women's appearances. Like, DJ gets a real... Thanks to Kimmy because she wanted a free neck shave. Kimmy get DJ gets this bizarre looking... I'm trying to think what she... Is this guy here that... Yeah. Uh, the guy I'm thinking of is from the, the Counting Crows. He had like... It almost kind of... They kind of look like dreadlocks for DJ, but they're, like, crimpy, dreadlocky kind of do, and it's just, and Steve, not wanting to hurt DJ's feelings, because he's just really taken aback when he sees her, like, oh, I, I love it, and she's like, you love it, like, this is, yeah, she clearly can tell he's lying, it's like, yeah, you want to spare someone's feelings, and you don't want to be, you know, devastatingly, honest, you know, with your opinion and stuff, it's like, I don't know, it just feels like a fine line that you walk, whereas you could be 100% honest, or you could just flat out 
give a little white lie. I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence about how I would handle that situation. I mean, just because I'm not a fan of the haircut doesn't mean that I can't say something nice about it. And you can tell, I mean, if someone's really bothered, just say, you know what, you do look nice. And leave it at that. I, you know, that can be my takeaway, part of my Tanner Teachable moment for the episode. Because Becky and Vicky dress up really kind of goofily for their dates with, you know, Jesse and Danny. And they're just wearing the most off-putting, bright lipstick like, gangly earrings, just really just out of place with the whole what they're wearing. Becky's wearing, yeah, bright lipstick or some really off-putting and some overpowering eyeshadow. And she's wearing, like, high tops or something. And it's just the really, she they're just, I guess, trying to prove a point to DJ. Like, guys will just say, like, you look good when they don't really mean it. Alright, so this episode's got a 6.8 out of 10, based on 213 ratings. We do have Andre Rosie Brown playing Bodyguard. You will recognize this guy because he also was Weeb from Weeb Sports Bar in the Super Bowl episode. Yes. We have another Bodyguard played by Adrian Keelig. Ken Cooper, good night boy. Oh, and Laura Rachel Davidson, good night. Okay, good night boy and good night girl. They're from that com- Rigby commercial where they're like, like, oh, I love you, Rigby. And the man in the Rigby costume, costume, costume is played by Eric, Eric with a K, Weiss, W E I S S. And we do have Denise in this episode. Gosh, we haven't seen her in ages, it feels like. This episode was directed by James O'Keefe. You know, I don't know if I've seen his name come up as a director. I might have. We got writer Jeff Franklin, of course, and Adam I. Lapidus. Okay, cool, cool. All right, we got no trivia. Let's see. And we have one review. Nine out of ten. The one with Rigby the Rhino. This is from October 9th, 2015, of course, by Taylor Kingston. Warning spoilers. If you haven't seen the episode, you've been warned. I really enjoyed this episode. I can totally relate to Michelle and her friends when they get ripped off. It's happened to me more than once. I hate people who false advertise. Yes, isn't that just such a... Mmm. It's not a good feeling. Especially when you put... You're spending money on something. You know, all those infomercials like oh look I never bought any stainless steel knives that can cut through pennies or pipes or whatever like I don't need that stuff but there's just some things that it my thing is if it looks too good to be true it most likely is they're out to make money and you just by basically once they get 
your money, they can send you a faulty product. I know that there are some that do guarantee that if you're not satisfied with the product, you can return it within a... Yeah, but then you gotta pay postage to send it back. Exactly. That's happened sometimes, like, with Amazon. Like, yeah, recently, okay? I got... I'm a big fan of the show Wishbone. I grew up watching it on PBS when I was, you know, in my teens. And, um, I found a book on Amazon. Like, oh, wow, this is cool. I order it. So excited. I look at it. I was unbelievably let down. This book had no pictures, which, whatever. And there were so many grammatical errors in it. It looked like somebody, this was a self-published book, which to each their own. I have no issues with self-publishing, but it looked like this person just took information from a Wikipedia page about the show and put it into book form and had it printed. Thing cost $20. That is insane that Amazon would even put that out there for people to buy. I know I returned it. I was angry. I didn't leave a nasty review. I didn't leave a review at all. I was just very angry. It's something I was really looking forward to. All right, so back to the episode. I mean, back to the review. Excuse me. All right, in this, let me just start over here with this. In this episode, Michelle and her friends order a Raby the Rhino toy, which seemed like the best toy in the entire world, on TV anyway. But when they come in the mail, it can't do anything of the things they advertise. You know, I want to hear that advertisement and see if it says anything like, you know how at the end of like either radio commercials or at the end of any, it's like, the person goes really, really fast over very important details that they want you not to hear, apparently. Where it'll say, like, oh, just so you know, Rigby may not do everything you see in this commercial. He may not be able to do, or whatever. I don't know. I'll have to listen. I'll have to see for that. Okay. But when they come in the mail, it can't do any of the things advertised, and it's a tenth of the size they get. A, yeah, it comes in a giant box filled with packing peanuts. Yeah, both Michelle and Denise get upset. So Joey helps them to confront Rigby so they can get what they paid for. Meanwhile, Vicky and Becky teach DJ the compliment manipulations that men do. While Jesse and Danny teach Steve about how to compliment a woman using manipulation tactics. Okay. Best part of the episode? The Rhino Rally, as I like to call it. Overall, I give this episode a 9 out of 10, which in my ratings book is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so we got Jesse and Danny teaching Steve the wrong things when it comes to and the thing is the youngins there teach the oldies how it's done when it comes to relationships it's all about honesty that's what they want to hear they want to hear what like don't lie to my face and tell me yeah don't tell me what i want to hear i want you to be honest like you're n not gonna hurt my feelings if you're honest with me. You're going to hurt my feelings if you lie to my face. 
even a little white lie. It's like, no, you're telling someone what they want to hear. What they want to hear is your actual opinion. So, yeah. We do have goofs. Plot holes. As a kid, Joey was sent a ventriloquist dummy that had a painted-on mouth and was useless. For no apparent reason, he has actually kept it for 20-plus years in an easily accessible place. How's that a plot hole? Who wrote this? This is a... What? So what if he kept it? I mean, did he say he returned it? And then he's showing, like, oh, I returned it and got my money back when... Oh, no, here it is. No, he didn't do that. So, yeah, so what if he kept it for 20-plus years? It was a prime example of getting something and not getting your money's worth. And getting basically ripped off. Continuity. When Stephanie listens to the speakerphone, the way her arms are crossed changes between shots. Well, you know they take multiple shots of scenes. To make sure things are done right. If they gotta fix something. All of that stuff. Crew or equipment visible when Michelle and Stephanie are helping Joey up, a piece of a large camera is seen. I'm checking for that. I'm checking for that. Factual errors. When Michelle walks up to Rigby to announce herself, not only does she mention her name, but gives her address out loud inside a public mall, which isn't a good idea for safety reasons. Well, she also does it on television when Comet is lost. Doesn't she say 1882 Gerard Street? Oh my goodness. Yeah, that just makes me think when Danny's like, oh, just his, our numbers on his tag, just call, we'll be there. I'm like, but you're not home right now. You're all there in front of, uh, down there at the, uh, whatever you want, the wharf or whatever. They're at some outdoor plaza with uh danny and becky at their wake up san francisco good afternoon san francisco <laughs> whatever they're doing that day I just, it, it just makes me laugh like i'll call anytime we'll be there like but no one's home right now well they got an answering machine so all right of course plot holes at the end of the episode rigby gives michelle and denise huge stuffed rigby dolls the whole episode takes place in just a few hours so how could he have gotten a shipment of brand new product especially since he knew his scam with the mini action rigby figures with this okay so first of all i this is a man in a rigby costume he has nothing to do with the product itself as far as he didn't create the product he's just peddling it he's just selling it's like that's a brand i'm wearing the suit i'm representing rigby himself and the brand so, um, they most likely probably did have those made up. They, who knows? Those were probably going to be the next product in line, or I have no idea. Maybe they were already getting calls about dissatisfied customers. Uh, who knows? Maybe they were expecting some fallout from this, and it's like, hey, here's a box of stuffed Rigby's, Rigby plushes. Put them in a box, in a van. If you guys need, hand them out to anyone that comes with a Rigby action figure that's dissatisfied. Make them happy. That, I'm just going to go with that. For heaven's sake, that man does not create the toys himself. <laughs> that would be a lot. I mean, 
and wearing the Rigby costume. I mean, he if this is the creator of Rigby and he's also making the toys and he's also going out making public appearances at the mall and library, maybe there's Rigby books, a Rigby TV series, <laughs> a Rigby movie. We don't know. <laughs> it's going to be as big as... It, it's like Rigby is like the 90s version of Barney. Because Barney came out in the early 90s. My cousin, when she was two, we had so much fun laughing at those old Barney tapes. <laughs> I'm sorry, but oh my gosh. I remember this one time. It was before church. I don't know why I was watching Barney. <laughs> and my sister started singing this apples and banana. Uh, what what's her name? Baby Bop, the uh, the green triceratops. Let's talk like apples and bananas, apples and bananas. You know something like that. My sister would like sing that at me or something on the on the way to church. That one time, I don't know. <laughs> weird, weird, weird. <laughs> a lot of PBS growing up. From Sesame Street, Wishbone. I never watched Arthur. I never watched Arthur. Berenstein Bears. I can't think. Was that PBS? I don't know. I like the, um, I think it was... Two falls ago that I gotten into the Berenstein Bears. Like, I guess it was a newer version from, like, 2014, 2018. I don't know. Also, another show that I got when I moved on here to Texas that I got into was really cool. And I really want to get back into it is Molly of Denali. It's really, really cool. It's set in Kaya, Alaska. And it's just, it's so fun. Definitely check it out. Alright, of course, before I get into the episode, I want to let all you Tanner newbies, aka new listeners who are just jumping aboard the Tanner train, aka the podcast, I want to say welcome aboard. And I want to let you know where you can listen to the podcast. You can listen on SoundCloud and iTunes. Unfortunately, I don't do Spotify and I don't do Stitcher or Podbean or Anchor or any of those other ones. It's just strictly SoundCloud and iTunes. Also, the Facebook page that the podcast has, just type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast. The Ome Lanta Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. Click on it, follow it. That way you'll know what episodes I'm doing and when. Because Instead of doing episode by episode, season by season, I want to be creative and do episodes based on themes, either based on a holiday or a character or a season, anything like that. So right now I am wrapping up Joey and the Girls. November, I'm going to be covering Michelle and Friends, the Michelle and Friends series. And then in December, we're wrapping up 2022 with... The Jesse and Michelle double feature with The Devil Made Me Do It and Please Don't Touch the Dinosaur. I will be, I know I keep saying this, I'm going to be uploading my podcast schedule for the remainder of 2022 and all of 2023. The goal pretty much is I will be wrapping up the full house portion of this podcast at the end of 2023. Also, the podcast doesn't have an email address if you would like to send an email. Talk about your favorite characters, 
from either show. Best Worst Storylines. The email address is omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you've been listening for a while and you would like to show support, I don't do Patreon. I don't ask for money. I just ask for a review on iTunes. Yeah, just leave a quick review. If you want to do something clever, somebody once did this. They used emojis to try to get me to guess who the characters are. Now, if you want to do that in the form of using emojis for episode titles of Full House... Or even Fuller House. You would stump me with Fuller House. Because I'm not just... I am... As far as the titles go for that, that, those would be a little harder. But the Full House ones, I think I probably could get those. Maybe. I bet there are some out there you would really stump me at. You know what? Honestly, maybe I should try that on you guys. I think that would be so fun. Yeah, all five-star reviews do have the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans, new and old like yourselves. Also, one last thing. There are many Full House and Fuller House podcasts out there. However, I created this podcast because I wanted there to be a clean Full House and Fuller House podcast out there. There are some podcasts out there of Full House that are clean. There are some that are more geared towards 18, 21 and older, more for adult ears than children ears. My podcast is for ears of all ages. So that being said, all right, let's jump into the adorable cold nugget, cold, (laughs) cold nugget. Yes. The cold open, this adorable nugget of a scene. Find out what's going on with the tannins before we jump. Unless it could be one of those cold opens that actually kind of delves into the actual plot of the episode. A lot of the time, that's not the case. It's just an extra little 15 to 20 second amount of footage. Just a little golden goodie of our favorite, favorite TV family. My favorite TV family. Alright, already I know I'm going to love this cold open because it looks so cute. Jesse's at the table with Nikki and Alex, who are about probably, gosh, I would say three at this point. It is season seven. And Jesse's got a mixing bowl with what we learned. At first I thought it was chocolate, but it's actually barbecue sauce. And he is giving the boys some tips. But okay, the key to making perfect barbecue sauce is you need a pinch of salt. Tiny bit of pepper. So Jesse's like, all right, let's taste test. So, <laughs> no, he's not feeding it to the boys, but he's like, all right, let me test it, make sure. So it's missing something. It's like, you know, boys, I'm feeling a little wacky tonight. Is that hot sauce right there? Is he going to add just a touch of hot sauce maybe? Or maybe some chili powder? Lemon juice. Oh, ooh, he's going to leave the table and those boys are going to put something in there. I don't know what, but uh, I think they're going to do something. Whatever, you know, the lemon juice apparently is not on the table, so he's got to go get it. I think there's even seasoned salt on the table, too. There's a lot of different things. One even looks like it could be maybe chili powder or garlic or onion salt. Guys, I don't really cook a whole bunch, but uh, one looks like either Nikki or Alex, not sure which twin, but... uh, (laughs) 
That looks like hot sauce to me that he's holding a jar of, or um, a bottle of. Ooh, and it's got the cap off. This makes me nervous. I don't think you would want to be leaving a bottle of uncapped hot sauce around two toddlers. Oh, what is he? Oh, the other twin's got a sippy cup. I kind of figure, like, he's going to put something in there while Jesse is still looking for the lemon juice. I would just brought the bowl over with me instead of leaving it unattended around two babies. It just, mm. I was almost wondering that they were going to start dipping their hands in it and, like, sticking their fingers in it and putting it in their mouth and just, mm. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, I don't know what was in that sippy cup, but he was pouring a little oofly water to me. And I'm guessing there's got to be some hot sauce that the other twin is pouring in there. Wow. Oh my gosh, what? Oh, is that the pepper? Oh my gosh. He just put a little cup full in there. Oh, let oh, me guess. Of course, they're probably going to, boys are going to mix it around so that way Jesse won't know until he probably takes another taste test. There looks like chili powder. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jesse, if you can't find the lemon juice, I would just forget it at this point. Because he's been over there for, like, a handful of minutes. Of course, the other twin stirs it. And Jesse finally finds the lemon juice. Like, oh, there it is. I love how the twins are just, like, <laughs> Acting like they didn't do anything. Yeah, they're like, hi, Daddy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jesse is so oblivious. Like, oh, hi, boys. I missed you, too, as he sits down. He adds just a splash of lemon juice from this plastic lemon. And by splash, it's just one little drop. Incy mincy drop. Gives a little mixy mix. Okay, time for the taste test. I don't think this is going to go over well. Yeah, I can imagine Jesse's eyes are watering. <laughs> His mouth is probably on fire. Nose is running a mile a minute. Both the twins are just like looking at him and surprised like we didn't do anything. What are you talking about? Why are you looking at us like that? We didn't do anything. We're just here. Sitting here, minding our own business. I love Jesse's face. He's like, woo! That brought it to life, didn't it? <laughs> He's, you can hear him like... <laughs> and then you can see his eyes are like watering. And that was at least probably a half a cup to a cup of pepper and a half a cup to a cup of chili powder. Of course! Jesse's like, oh, you idiot, you want to try some, son? And this twin, like, puts his, both his hands over his mouth like, mm-mm, you get that away from me. And Jesse's like, how about you, you want to try some? And the other twin puts a hand over him, mm-mm, mm-mm. Jesse actually, okay, more for me. And he's actually, okay, maybe he's just gotten used to it because he is taking another. And the other twin's like, oh, here, here's this lemon juice bottle. Yeah, yeah, you know, I probably need some more lemon juice. He just lets it run. He just lets it run, just <laughs> squeezing that, that lemon bottle. Like, <laughs> steady stream. Well, that's not going to be good to serve to anybody, So, but then again, Joey makes goofy concoctions, too. I would rather taste that barbecue sauce than ever eat a flounder tart in my life. 100%. 100%. You offer me that messed up barbecue sauce, I'd like, give it to me in a cup, I'll take it. Over a flounder tart. That was a, cr I liked that cold open. I did. It was nice. It was... Wasn't too long. I mean, I didn't think it was too long. It was definitely enjoyable, though, compared to some of the others I've seen in the past. I like this one. Now, the key to successful barbecue sauce is using just the right amount of ingredients. A little bit of salt, a tiny 
bit of pepper. And let's give it a try, okay? Here we go. Not bad, not bad, but you know, I'm feeling a little wacky tonight, kids. I'm feeling a little nutty. What do you say we put in a little lemon juice, huh? Okay, lemon juice. Lemon juice. Where's the lemon juice? Lemon juice. In there, slipping some water. Oh! Oh, oh that is so much pepper. Oh, that is so much chili powder. You know, mix it up so he doesn't know. He's still distracted. of lemon juice. Very good. And we give it a big taste. Okay? <laughs> wow, that brought it to life, didn't it? <laughs> uh, you want to try some, son? How about you? You want to try some? Mm -mm. Okay, more for me. Okay, we're back to uh, Toothless Michelle here. Front two front teeth still missing. They're, uh, oh, so Rigby does have a TV show. Okay, okay. And he's also got a new fun action figure, figure here. This... I mean, we can't see the set. We only see a background with the sky and a little bit of cloud and what looks like could be a tree. This makes me think of the old set maybe they might have used for the Ranger Joe show. I haven't gotten to that episode yet because that's going to be when I cover Joey's career letter journey. Let's see how many kids. Action Rigby. What is this? Okay, hold on a second. What's this? Action Rigby. We got we got one, two, three, four, five, and six kids all pointing at the sky. The way that mouth's mouth is just jaw dropping on the floor <laughs> at Rigby just soaring through the air. Okay, so let me tell you. What they are perceiving Rigby as does look definitely bigger than an action figure. Looks like it could be a plush, but it's not a plush. I'm just waiting to hear the announcer say, toy may not look like what is shown on TV or something. And the announcer says, set for years now, Sleepy Time's Slumber Cot sold separately. I'm sure there's a catalog with a bunch of Rigby stuff that you can purchase. And Rigby tells the kids, hey, kids, now remember, you can see me yet. And then we see the Bayview Mall, which is announced in a bored person's voice. They wish they could be doing anything else right now. The, the person who's doing this infomercial voice about the Bayview Mall from 2 to 4 definitely sounds, he's, he's got like an accent like he's from. New, New New York, or, you know, kind of a Bronx, you know, kind of accent. But they definitely sound bored. And Rigby says, we'll see you there. And Denise turns the TV off and says, you sure will. And Denise tells Michelle, oh, I hope my action Rigby comes today. And Michelle says, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, we've been waiting for, you know, six to eight weeks is a long time. That's like a month and a half to two months. That is a long time in kid life, let me tell you. You know how long I had to wait for that container, that small, dinky container of Nickelodeon Gak? A very long time, to the point where I just assumed, like, well, it's never coming to me. Oh, well. And then one day, it just magically appeared in my mailbox. Michelle screams for Danny. Danny! <laughs> Danny's like, honey, the mail is still not here. Denise asks Michelle, like, oh, did you order the Sleepy Time Slumber Cot? And Michelle tells Denise, no, but uh, I didn't tell Stephanie yet, but Rigby's getting her. So they are imagining this Rigby is large enough to fill a regular-sized bed. Wow, that is big. Like, as big as them, Rigby. Like, their size. Mm. <laughs> Smash Club episode. Okay, don't worry, I was wrong. I checked it. It was it's a different shirt. Oh yeah, why would they put this kid in a shirt that one of the Olsen twins wore? That wouldn't make any sense. This is sad. So we got a white girl and a young Asian boy. They're both there. They're the bedtime girl, bedtime boy. The boy, the girl is the only one that get gets lines. That young boy just stands there and smiles. You couldn't give this kid a line. Come on! I mean, I don't think that's very fair. I mean, he, he's there. He should get a line or something. I mean, thank goodness he's at least credited. So, Joey comes down in his NHL shirt, and he tells uh, Danny and Jesse, like, guys, I'm sorry, I can't go with you to the Phantom of the Opera tonight. And Jesse's like, oh, Joey, come on, it's not that scary. And Danny is a little irritated, like, Joey, Vicky's flying in for this. We were all going to go together. It's like, so you have one less person. Come on. You will be, you'll find somebody else. you got a house full of people. Someone will want to go. Yeah, he says his date called and canceled. Then go by yourself. Who said you got to bring a person? Bring one of the girls. It's not a big deal. It can be taken care of. 
Why does he feel like he did? He can't go because he doesn't have because Jesse and Becky and Danny and Vicky and Joey's gonna be there without somebody. So what? I I I just I don't get it. It's like oh, it's couples only. If you don't have somebody, you can't come. So he ends up giving up his ticket. Joey, oh my gosh. And Danny says, it's kind of last minute. I hope she's got a good excuse. And Joey says, well, she's getting married. What? <laughs> How did she <laughs> agree to a date with you if she's getting married? Joey, how did you... You know what? <laughs> I'm just going to leave that to the imagination. You know, however she agreed. I don't think she even really agreed to go on a date with him. I really don't think so. Oh my gosh. They make Joey just seem so so sad and just this lonely man who can't find a nice lady. Ginger does not count, everybody. She does not count. Danny says, that's a good excuse. I think that raises more questions than answers, to be honest. So Joey suggests that DJ and Steve use Joey and his soon-to-be-married dates tickets. So DJ's all for it, like, oh my gosh, I'd love to! Yeah, and you know, Steve's like, Ugh, I don't see Phantom of the Opera. I mean, I let me say this. I reviewed the movie last spring. I liked it. Didn't necessarily love it. The music was good. Would I watch it again? No. I would not. It was good for a first time movie. I will even admit I did put a couple songs from the movie on my Spotify playlist. DJ is so excited. She's like, all right, I got the perfect dress. I just got to figure out what to do with my hair. We've been hearing about Alejandro since season one. It's like, hey, Deej, why don't you go to my man Alejandro? And... <laughs> DJ's like, really? Are you sure? You think he'll take me? Yeah. And DJ says, you know, Alejandro's very exclusive. Do you think he'll take me? And Jesse's like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll write you a reference. It'll be all right. I mean, yeah, he's known Jesse for umpteen plus years. What, seven years now? So I don't see why not. I mean, he maybe Jesse was even going to Alejandro before season one, bro. So he's probably, yeah, known him for quite a long time. I wonder if in Fuller House he's still seeing Alejandro. Having him do his hair. Oh, apparently you have to pass the test. Like, look, once you pass the written test, the oral's a snap. Oh my gosh. He does sound really exclusive. Like, he only, I mean, just because he's got, you know, she's got a reference from Jesse. It's like, you still got to pass a written test. You still got to pass an oral test. You got to have the Alejandro stamp of approval. Before he will do anything with your hair. Before you can barely even walk in the door. Hey guys. Good morning. Good job. Hey. Listen, I, uh, I can't go with you to see Phantom of the Opera tonight. Oh, come on, Joey. It's not that scary. <laughs> Joey, Vicky was flying in for this. We were all going to go out together. Hey, what can oh, I do? My date just called and canceled. Wow, it's kind of last minute. I hope she has a good excuse. She's getting married. <laughs> Good excuse. <laughs> hey, Deej, why don't you and Steve use tickets? Really? Yeah. Oh, I'd love to. 
dress, but I want to do something really special with my hair. Oh, Deej, Deej, why don't you go to my man, Alejandro? <laughs> Alejandro's very exclusive. Do you think he'll take me? Well, I'll write you a letter of reference. And look, don't worry. Once you pass the written test, the oral's a snap. You know, I gotta go back to, you know, trying to find the most perfect haircutting place, or person, at least, and it's just, it's insane. Like, all those people want to, you know, you to pay them to cut their hair. Or cut your hair. You know? I, I don't get it. I mean, I just want a simple haircut, you know? I just want the bangs cut above the eyebrows. Just a trim, basically. I'm not going for a hairstyle or anything. It's just... Oh, and a nice massage-worthy scalp massage hair wash, you know, something like that. And it just, I don't want to fork over 60 plus dollars for something like that. That, you know, I usually get a haircut like every seven weeks. Like as soon as the eyebrow, the uh, bangs go past the eyebrows, I get a haircut. And it's just, I'm still, I'm still, I had the perfect person. And unfortunately, they're not there anymore. So again, I am still on the lookout to finding a reasonably priced... The person has to have magic fingers is what I'm saying when it comes to hair washing. That is key as well. That is, that's like, it's got to be that or nothing. If you don't have good hands, if you don't have massage-worthy fingertip fingers, I, I'll go elsewhere. Oh my goodness. Now we get to see DJ's cray cray hair. Because Kimmy comes into Stephanie and Michelle's room. It's like, here, ask them. Oh, yeah. Michelle and Denise are there with Comet. And Kimmy's like, hey guys, what do you think of DJ's new hair? What do you think of DJ's hair? <laughs> and Kimmy turns, looks over her shoulder. You know, DJ's supposed to be in the doorway. God, let me get her. Ah! Oh, what in the world? Is this a wig? Or what did they do to Candace's hair? Because it is... It's definitely... What is it? Guy? I gotta figure out what the... The guy's name from The Counting Crows. The one with the dready, dread hair. Yeah, my favorite song with Counting Crows is definitely Long December. I really, really like that one. I mean, they got a lot of other hits, too. And I didn't even know that they're an American rock band that's based in, like, San Francisco. I'm like, oh, yeah, because there is... Stephanie's got a Counting Crows poster on her wall. And then also that episode where DJ and Stephanie want to go see the Counting Crows because Joey got tickets for eating a sub at El Blimpo or whatever it's called. And yeah, but yeah, the, the definitely the hair does kind of it's crimped, just like poofing out crimped. Like, uh, this is just in wow. <laughs> the, <laughs> Denise's jaw couldn't be any closer to the floor if it tried. Oh my, it didn't, and Michelle's was just like. Whoa, who are you? Because I this is not my sister I'm looking at. Who is this girl? <laughs> Michelle's like, yikes. Because just before Michelle says that, DJ's got this look like, they're not saying anything. Kimmy, you said they'd be... <laughs> they're kids. They're going to be 100% honest with you. 
Both Denise and Michelle are like, yikes, hey. And comments like, ah, I'm out of here. He actually whines like, oh, and he gets out of there. Now, Candace is clearly wearing a wig. She must be, because they would not be crimping up her hair like that. And <laughs> DJ says, now I'm scaring the dog. Like, <laughs> DJ just, she, yeah, you're right. You should have just went to Alejandro's. But no, she had to go to Mr. Tony because Kimmy needed a neck shave. And I guess if she re brings, it's like bring a guest and you get a free neck shave or something. Refer a friend to Mr. Tony, you get a free neck. A free neck, Kimmy, you could have somebody do that for you for free. Like her mom or somebody. D DJ, I'm sure, would gladly shave her neck for nothing. I, I, I can guarantee she probably would because that's what friends... Close friends do for each other. And Kimmy apologizes. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, DJ. I guess that uh, lightning strike was, uh, he took that worse than I thought. So if he messed up on DJ's hair, this man was struck by lightning. How did he not jack up your, uh, your neck there, Kimmy? <laughs> so he can do neck shaves, no problem. But hair, yeah. And what did DJ actually, what did she originally maybe want, just out of curiosity? Like, what? She wanted to do something different or special with her hair, right? I wonder what that could have been. Ah, triple yikes. Because <laughs> Steph comes in with the box, turns, looks at DJ and just like, yikes. And then she notices Kimmy's, hey, Kimmy, nice smooth neck you got there. Action Rigby! Yay! So DJ's like, hey, not DJ, I'm sorry, Denise. Denise is like, hey, I bet mine's here too. Well, go home and check, girl. So aside from packing peanuts, she pulls out, I'm guessing, a Rigby catalog. And it looks like like little cutouts for like maybe paper dolls on the back. Stella is so like, oh my gosh, she forgot Rigby! She hears digging in, packing peanuts flying all over the floor. Oh. Why do they put those in there? Just put in some of those blown up little bags. That's all you gotta do. Wait, you know, when I get a package from Bath and Body Works, you know, when I order those little um, wallflower refills, they got the uh, plastic air, the little airbag thingies. So that way it protects the glass from breaking during shipment. But she's just packing peanuts all over. And it's set. <laughs> this is the same thing that Amazon does. They give you a giant box for one dinky little item. I mean, sure, it had a catalog in there, but. What? It's like, what? A catalog slash Rigby activity book? Like, here, you can order more Rigby stuff, and you can do a word search, and you can help Rigby find his way to the toy store, or one of those <laughs> type of things. And Steph's like, Michelle, hold, before you throw any more packing peanuts on the floor, let me get it for you. You got to dig all the way down to the bottom. The dog could, comic could fit in that box, probably. Michelle could fit in that box if she wanted to, because she's small. And... <laughs> Stephanie says, oh, wait, 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 wait. 
See this little orange packing peanut here? Here is your action Rigby. It's not in plastic. It's not like stuck to a cardboard piece, you know, in, in plastic. It's none of that. It's like they just threw it in a box as it came off the assembly line. One Rigby for a giant box that looks like you could fit a small stereo in a small like cd player one of those mini boombox things no i i stay i honestly i'm correcting myself comet would not fit in that box nor michelle i'd say it's half the size of michelle nikki you're out well no, you know i'm just gonna stop saying people crawling in boxes because that's just yeah Say hello to Action Rigby, and the look of disappointment, disappointment and sadness on Michelle's face is just, oh my goodness. And I don't know how much money that she spent. She probably, like, used a lot of, like, her milk money, so she went without milk at school just to get this dinky little thing. It's like something you could put on your dresser, like a little figurine. The thing is, yeah, in the commercial, it looked like about the size of a plush Rigby or bigger. They did not see, you didn't see kids running around with these little handheld action figure Rigby's. Doesn't have any accessories, but that's, you know, like the Sleepy Time Slumber Cop hoo-ha. Like, you gotta buy separately, and so it doesn't come with any of that. Yeah, she like, doesn't fly, doesn't dance. Yeah, she's screaming, like, DO SOMETHING! Seriously, sweetie, it's an action fan. It doesn't even have opposable arms and legs. It's basically just a mini statue. How, I don't know how much she spent on that thing. Because if she spent more than $20, I'd be angry. I'd be like writing them a letter because apparently you couldn't email them. But you have a toll-free number that has a billion and one options that are going to leave you unhappy and unsatisfied you'll get no resolution you know my husband had to spend over an hour on the phone trying to get a hold of somebody to take care of a situation that shouldn't have happened to begin with and he had to be on the phone during his break he had to take his entire break and be on hold for over an hour to get this situation straightened out that never should have happened to begin with ridiculous i tell you
See this little orange packing peanut? <laughs> Say hello to Action Rigby. <laughs> this can't be it. There's a fly. There's a dance. Do something! So now we're downstairs. Danny carries Vicky over the threshold, which she just thinks is so romantic. I get, you know, honestly, I don't know. It's never happened to me. But anyway, <laughs> excuse me. Danny tells her, no, actually, my point in doing this was because I just whacked the floor and high heels are murder on my on floor. And they smile and kiss. Aw. They get up. Woo! <laughs> As, and Jesse and Becky come in. Je Jesse is just, oh, come on. Yes, I get you two. Are, they're not an old married couple. Sure, they've been married for, what, three years? <laughs> Jesse says, hey, lovebirds, get a cage. Danny sets Vicky down. <laughs> they're kind of embarrassed. Like, and Vicky asks, oh, do you guys, did you do this threshold thing when you were married? Let me get, I swear. <laughs> I'm, wait a minute. Yes, they did. Remember when he, they moved into Becky's place and Becky's like, Jess, wife, threshold. <laughs> and he, they did that. Yeah, they did do that. I'm sure that they, well, do you think they might have done that in their new place when they moved into the attic apartment? Becky looks at Jesse and is like, man, you were heavy. <laughs> like, yeah, right, you would not be carrying Jesse. And Jesse says, hey, I was carrying the luggage. So Steve comes in wearing a white t-shirt and a vest that really is very tacky looking. It's like, um, do you know how to get a grease spot out of a sport jacket? And Danny says, well, it shouldn't be a problem, Steve, just as long as it hasn't, you know, had a chance to set yet. When did this happen? Steve's counting back on his fingers. And Steve's like, let's see, today's Saturday, right? So that'd be, uh, five years ago. And <laughs> Danny just hands it back. I'm like, no, no, I can't get this out. I'm sorry. DJ comes in with her hair still as it is. And she's like, Steve, can you believe this hair? Steve's face, his look of shock is like a deer in headlights. Seriously, he is just like, he is, he does not know what to say. He's thinking, anything I say now, she's going to use that against me. Or anything I say is not going to come out right and she's going to hate me. And the way that Steve's like walking over to the DJ, like, um, uh. And it's like he's kind of looking at like Jesse for a split second. It's just like, then he puts his arms up. I love it. And you know that that's clearly going to be the wrong answer. And she's like, are you kidding? It's awful. Steve is like, oh, yeah, I mean, I hate it. And she's like, you just told me that you loved it. And Steve says, well, I mean, that's before I knew you hated it. And she says, so you just lied to me. And he's like, no, I, I'm just saying what you want to hear. Yeah, either way, Steve's caught in a trap here. Any answer he says is going to be wrong in DJ's eyes. So he can't be honest and he can't be supportive. So what else? What other option? There is no other option. 
And she tells him, I want to hear that. And he's like, well, then that's not what I said. Okay, what is with Steve's? This vest is cuckoo crazy weird. Because we got, it looks like different shades of ties. Like, one, two, three, four, and then five, six, seven. It's just, it's, it's like someone took a bunch of ties and cut them up and turned them into the front of a vest. It, it's, it's really tacky. I think that's going to be the worst outfit of the episode award, just that vest alone, because it is not good. And Becky jumps right up, like, come to the rescue here, Aunt Becky. Love ya. So, don't, 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 nobody panic, okay? Look, I believe we can fix this. And I like how Vicky jumps in, too. Yeah, she says, look, we can just wash it, wash it all out and start all over. What is, it? it's not a perm, right? It's a, it's just a crimping style gone bad or something. Oh, Jesse, she knows she should have gone to Alejandro. You don't have to remind her. She knows. Kimmy wanted that free neck shave. She wanted to help her friend out. Poor girl. And Becky's like, look, Jess, we're, we're going to have to get into your emergency hair care stash, most likely. It's like, okay, just use that little red hammer that uh, to break the glass. <laughs> oh, my gosh! Woo! Yeah, he really cares about that hair care. And Steve tells DJ, like, come on, DJ, don't worry. I'm, I'm sure it'll look beautiful no matter what you do to it. And DJ is not having it. Like, you just lied to me. Why am I going to believe anything you say now? Because she says, <laughs> nice try. I love how before Vicky leaves, she kind of puts a reassuring, uh, you know, hand on Steve's back. Like, don't worry, buddy. It'll be all right. We'll take care. We'll get her fixed up. Back to normal. So now that the ladies have left... Danny and Jesse descend on Steve, and they are going to school him in how to compliment a lady. <laughs> Danny comes up to and puts an arm around Steve. It's like, oh, Steven, Steven, Steven. And Steve's like, well, what, what did he do? Oh my god, the way they're treating Steve and Jesse's folding his arms is like, <laughs> he wants to know what he did. So, Danny kind of hit Steve in the arm. It's like, you waffled. And then Jesse hit Steve in the arm. It's like, major waffle. And Danny tells him, look, first thing you did, you, you said something nice. <laughs> like, he, like, both Jesse and Danny, when they're trying to make a point to Steve, they're, like, kind of, like, turning him by kind of hitting his arm. So Steve's kind of facing with you while everyone's talking. It's like, yeah. Jesse says, yeah, that was good. And then Danny's like, but then you backed off. And Jesse says, that was bad. So Danny gives this example, like, all right, for example, a woman wants to know if the dress she's wearing makes her look heavy. And Danny says, <laughs> of course not. And Jesse throws in with, oh, no, sometimes I like to mix it up. No, 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 you're not fat. I, I think it's just thick material. So, all right, now they're like, all right, pop quiz, Steve, we're going to test you. DJ asks you, did you think that girl walking by in the string bikini is attractive? And Danny, all right, the answer is, and Steve says, uh, no. And Danny says, incorrect. And Steve's like, ugh. 
No, the correct answer, according to Danny, is like, what girl? I didn't see a girl. See, that's where you don't, oh, Steve was right. You just, you say no, 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 no. They are giving him bad advice. It's okay to lie to them and make, to make them feel better. It's like, wouldn't a woman or anybody want you to tell them the truth? I mean, yeah, they say the truth hurts, but... I mean, come on. I mean, I know also there's keep your opinions to yourself. Well, if you're going to flat out be rude, yes, keep your opinions to yourself. But honestly, I would say, hey, you look nice. And that is the honest truth there. I have not known a person to not look nice. So they lead Danny and Jesse lead Steve over to the couch. It's like, okay. Jesse tells them, see, Steve, and women are all oh, what's a word I'm looking for overly sensitive about their appearance i wouldn't say overly sensitive no i say if somebody is very insecure about their like very very they struggle with insecurity and stuff like that yes i'm not going to call them overly sensitive i think it is very rude to call someone overly sensitive like no you don't do that there are people, myself included, that do battle on the regular with low self-esteem. I did suffer from depression growing up. My teenage years, my middle school and high school years were just a nightmare. And sure, you're like, oh yeah, well, everyone goes through it. Well, not necessarily. They may go through it in their own way. But I've always felt uncomfortable about my appearance just because of overall health. You know, I look. It's not necessarily how I'm dressing or anything. It's just my overall appearance. But now that I'm older, it's like I don't care what people think. It's not your job to like how I look. It's it's just not. Honestly, is that you like yourself. Jesse says, so it's our job as men to make the women in our life feel good about herself. And... Steve's trying to grapple with these, like, okay, so basically what you're saying, what you're telling me is that no matter how DJ looks, it's always my job to tell her she looks like a hot babe. And of course, like, Steve, your girlfriend's father is sitting right there on the arm of the couch. I would resist calling her a hot babe out loud in front of her father, or her uncle, for that matter. Like, you keep your teenage self to your teenage self. And Danny's like, exactly, but uh, since we're talking about my daughter here, can you refrain from the words hot babe? Replace the words hot babe with uh, excellent student. <laughs> Steve's like, uh, yeah, sure, sure thing, Mr. Tanner. Oh, Danny, how romantic practicing carrying me across the threshold. Well, uh, actually, Vicky, I, I just waxed the landing and high heels can be murder. <laughs> Oh, oh you. <laughs> hey, birds. Get a cage. Hey. Sorry. Did you guys uh, do this threshold thing when you were married? Of course. Man, you were heavy. <laughs> I was carrying the luggage. Hey, Mr. Tanner. Hey. Look, thanks for inviting me to the play and all, but um, do you know how to get a grease stain out of a sport jacket? Well, Steve, it should be no problem. It depends if it's had a chance to set. When did it happen? Uh, well, let's see. Today's Saturday, right? So that'd be uh, five years ago. <laughs> no, Steve, you're out of luck. Steve, can you believe this hair? Uh, 
<laughs> um, literally looks like a deer in headlights. I love it. Are you kidding? It's awful. Oh, oh man, oh yeah, I hate it. Steve, you just said you loved it. No, no, but that was before I knew that you hated it, see? So what you're saying is you just lied to me. No, no, what I'm saying is, well, whatever you want to hear. I don't want to hear that. Well, then that's not what I said. Okay, all right, let's not panic here. I'm sure that we can fix this. Yeah, yeah, we can just wash it out and start all over. Should have gone to Alejandro. She knows that, Jesse. I know, I know. Look, Jess, we may have to get into your emergency hair care stash. All right. Just use that little red hammer to break the glass. Come on, DJ, don't worry. I'm sure it'll look beautiful no matter what you do to it. Nice try. Oh, Steven, Steven, Steven. What'd I do? <laughs> he wants to know what he did. You waffled. Made your waffle. See, the first thing you did was you said something nice. That was good, but then you backed off. That was bad. For example... A woman wants to know if, if the dress she's wearing makes her look heavy. The answer is, of course not. Sometimes I like to mix it up with, uh... No, 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 you're not fat. I, I think it's just thick material. <laughs> okay, now, now it's your turn, okay? DJ asks you, do you think that girl walking by in the string bikini is attractive? The answer is, no. Incorrect. The correct answer is, what girl? I didn't see a girl. I don't know what you're talking about. See, that's the correct answer. See, Stephen... Women are, uh, that's the word I'm looking for, overly sensitive about their appearance. So it is our job as men to make the woman in our life feel good about herself. So uh, basically what you're saying is that no matter how DJ looks, it's always my job to tell her she looks like a hot babe. Exactly, but uh, since we're talking about my daughter here, uh, would you mind replacing the words hot babe with uh, excellent student? All right, so now we go to Joey's room. Stephanie and Michelle are there, and they are going to need Joey's help. But first, he needs their help because he's trying to do a sit-up on a bedroom floor. I really wouldn't recommend those of you that have had, you know, phys ed in junior high and high school, trying to do a sit-up on... A floor. A gym floor, mind you. Even with those padded mats. Darn near impossible, I tell you. <laughs> no, I weighed maybe below 110 pounds at that point, I'm sure. When I was in junior high. I don't even think I weighed 100 at that point, who knows. But the thing of it is... Trying to do a push-up on, <laughs> I don't know. I remember when my dad would do push-ups when he was trying to get, you know, in shape and whatnot. And he would actually, because we had a recliner. So he'd hook his feet underneath the footrest of the recliner when it was in the down position. And then that way he would use that as leverage to kind of uh, get himself because basically, you know, when you're doing it, even in school, it's like, okay, someone has to hold your feet down and all that stuff. It's just, ugh. I mean, if I had to rank sit-up versus 
a push-up versus a pull-up or slash chin-up. Worst to best. Okay, so definitely pull-up, chin-up is number one. That is just, I can't. Push-up, I don't think I do it correctly. And sit-up is not that bad if you have someone either holding your feet. I think it's going to be difficult regardless, just being on a flat surface that you don't have padding underneath you to help you back. Because they're like, uh, Joey? And he's like, can you guys give me a little push here? Oh, they really, <laughs> they really got to struggle to push him upward. He's like, one. Oh, man, it's break time. Well, you got one. One in with the assistance of two people pushing you into a sitting position. And Michelle says, Joey, Stephanie said I got ripped off. And Michelle says, or Michelle, bleh. Stephanie tells him, she did. Look at this giant action ribby, rugby they sent her. Yo, I mean, even in the commercial, they didn't exactly correct kids thinking, like, it's this big action rugby that's... They didn't even mention anything about it being soft or plush or anything. It's just like, oh, it's big enough to be lie in your bed or something. It's like, no, 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 no. Usually at the end of, like... Part one, or um, just so you know, parts don't actually move, or something to that effect. Of course it was humongous on the commercial. If they showed the regular size, you'd barely be able to see it on camera. Joey takes it from her and says, well, uh, they do say TV ads about 10 pounds. <laughs> I feel bad for Michelle. I mean, no kid wants to get ripped off, especially after using their hard-earned money to put towards something they really, really want. So, Joey, other than just saying, like, hey, Michelle, I'm sorry. I mean, that happens sometimes. You know what? Let me show you something. So he pulls something out of his closet, you know, all his beloved knickknacks and everything. You know, I really wish I saved some stuff from my childhood, but I don't think that was ever going to happen. Joey says when he was a kid, he wanted to be a ventriloquist, which... It's kind of interesting because he also wanted to be a comedian. Well, I guess those two kind of do go hand in hand. But if you think about it, he did succeed in becoming a ventriloquist in a way with Mr. Woodchuck. So, mission accomplished. Sent away for this Mr. Talkie, which Joey's clearly well into his late 30s at this point of the show. And this thing, I mean, if he let's say he got this thing before the age of 10. That's 20 plus years, right? This thing is in mint primo condition and he pulls it out of a box. There's no discoloration. You know, on the sweater that Mr. Talkie's wearing, his face, his hair looks fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It just, yeah. And if you're not taking good care of stuff, like Jesse even says in one episode when Michelle... Yeah, with uh, Shorty the donkey. Jesse says he's got an Elvis lunchbox with a thermos, and he says it's now worth such and such. But the thing is, depends on if you never used it, if it's in primo, perfect condition, there's no rust on it, because clearly, you know, this is back in the day when it probably would have been 
a metal lunchbox. And you know, over time, those things can rust. They can start to deteriorate and stuff. And if you use it, it depreciates in value over time. So, yeah, as long as he never used I mean, if he put it in, like, some form of plastic to keep the air out, maybe, or just put it in um, a locked, sealed, no-air compartment, maybe it would be in primo condition. And that's the thing. When people are like, oh, this is worth so much money. It's like, yeah, based on the condi condition. Like, the time that Joey had that Nolan Ryan card in his the trunk of his car, or somewhere in his disgusting car, and they're like, oh, that's worth $10,000, that card is. And I'd be like, yeah, but it's been in his car since how long? Yeah, it's a Nolan Ryan rookie card. What is the condition of the card? If there's creases anywhere on the card, if it's ripped on the corner, if it's got a crease running down the middle of it, it's not going to be worth anything. And I'm not saying that I'm a collector that knows, you know, mint condition and all that stuff. I mean, when it comes to my Funko Pops, because I've been collecting those for a while, there are some that do either appreciate or depreciate in value based on the condition or, you know, the want and the desire. Like, some of them just aren't out there. And if you get them right when they come out and you hang on to them, yeah, they could be worth money. Um, there's a few that I have that are probably worth close to $100. And the thing is, I never take my Funko Pops out of the box. They're always, they're in totes that are air sealed. And, you know, there's some that I'll put up for, like, the holidays, like my Home Alone ones. Again, still in the box. And I'll set them up for, you know, Christmas time. That's the thing. If you want something to be hopefully worth something one day, you take care of it. And I'm sure we've all seen Pawn Stars where the people bring in stuff they think could be worth something, find out it's worth nothing. Or they bring in something that may, in their eyes, not be worth a whole lot just trying to get some. When it turns out, could be worth a lot of money. It just really depends. It depends on how you take care of stuff. His mouth is painted on. Where did he get that? Did he 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 clearly either ordered it off the tent? I don't think he, he ordered it from the back of a cereal box because there was no internet back then when Joey was growing up. Oh my gosh, this thing has like carpet yarn hair on its head, and maybe it's hair. This oh my gosh, this thing. If this had bib overalls, this thing would look like Chucky. Minus the carpet yarn hair that probably could have been a nice, you know, deep red at one point. Maybe it's, you know, the hair's discolored over time. I don't know. It does look like there's a little bit of wear on the face. Like some smudge dirt marks and everything just from sitting in a cardboard box in Joey's closet. Like, oh yes, when Joey's like, how are you, Mr. Talkie? And then, of course, since his mouth is painted on, he's like, ah, ah, ah. sounds like a seal. But, yeah, when he's bending it down, there's a large gap of red carpet hair. There's a gap where the, uh, the scalp would be showing, where there could have been hair. Maybe it's just been worn away over time or fallen out or who knows. 
<laughs> so Joey basically trying to prove a point to Michelle. You get ripped off sometimes. The stuff you think is really cool because it's on TV and then you get it. and then, It's kind of like, okay, here. It's kind of like when you look for those microwavable or oven, you know, bots meals, right? And, oh, that looks so good on the cover. And then you make it and it looks like nothing. Like the meat is like shriveled. The veggies are like non-existent. <laughs> or, or even the stuff you see in the McDonald's and Burger King commercials. You see the patties coming off the grill, just grease just being drained from them. And you see this gorgeous looking patty just cooked all the way through with a bun and your veggie whatever if you're into that stuff i'm not and then it just it looks appetizing looks good and then you go there you get your sandwich you unwrap the wrapper and it's just like pitiful pitiful it looks nothing like the commercial that's how they get you that's how they pull you in you said this delicious burger or chicken sandwich you're like i want it and then it's just like or even the pictures as you're ordering are just, it's just, a, it's a scam. I mean, in my mind, if you're looking for perfection of the burgers and chicken sandwiches and hot dogs and those pictures, you're better off just staying home and trying to make something yourself. I don't know. It's about this thing, he's like, chucks it behind him and hits the wall. What does it say? Something Whalers? Hartford Whalers? I can't. Hartford Whalers? I think I can't tell. Let me check this out. Okay, yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, Hartford, Connecticut, Connecticut, right? Okay. Based for most of existence in Hartford, Connecticut. Played in World Hockey Association from 72 to 79. And then in the NHL from 79 to 97, originally based in Boston. The team joined WHA in the league's inaugural season, was known as the New England Whalers throughout its time in the WHA. Whalers moved to Hartford in 74, joined the NHL, merger of 79. Okay, so now I guess they're called the Carolina Hurricanes from 97 to now? Alright. Cool, cool. Good for them. Good for them. I always like... When I notice little things that I might not have noticed before in Joey's room. And I, I know I've said it recently since Joey moved into Jesse's old room, but I love Joey's comforter. It's so colorful. It just, it's so Joey. And Joey tells her, it's like, Michelle, I'm sorry, but you know, people get taken sometimes. It just happens. And Michelle's like, she's like, you mean I can't do anything? She wants justice. She wants restitution. She wants... She just... She wants her money's worth. I was the same way. I went through Mickey D's recently and their fries were barely lukewarm. And I said, can I get fresh fries? They're like, oh, well, we just switched from breakfast to lunch. I'm thinking, yeah, but I won't, can I get fresh? And just the attitude, just like taking the bag from me, getting the manager, the manager rolls her eyes and then just rips the bag out of the, the kid's hand and just hands me like a bag of fresh fries. Like, that's all I wanted. 
you know, to get my money's worth. That's not asking for the moon. I'm just asking for to get my money's worth. When it comes to hot fries, you want them hot, right? You don't want lukewarm, cold fries. Yeah, you know, I want burn in my mouth hot fries. So Stephanie's like, look, um, I saw when I was rummaging through the catalog, flipping through it, there's an 800 number, so maybe we can call that and just see if we can, you know, get someone, maybe answers to our questions. Michelle, Michelle, oh, sweetie, you are so young. She says, we don't have time to dial 800 numbers. Michelle, you have a lot to learn <laughs> when it comes to that. <laughs> and Joey starts to explain that, hey, Michelle, you see, you know, we'll talk later. Yeah, what? The important thing is we get this Rigby situation under control and fixed. I smell the plush Rigby head Michelle's way. Joey. Uh, oh, can you guys give me a little push here? One. Oh man, it's break time. Joey, Stephanie said it got ripped off. She did. Look at the giant action rigby they sent her. <laughs> On the commercial, it was humongous. Well, uh, they do say TV adds about 10 pounds. <laughs> so I did get ripped up. Oh, Michelle, uh, hey, that just happens sometimes. Um, tell you what, let me, uh, let me show you something, okay? When I was, um, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a, a ventriloquist, right? So... I, I sent away for this. <clears throat> Mr. Talking. Look, his mouth is painted on. So, how well, are you, Mr. Talkie? <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Talkie. <laughs> the point is, Michelle, everyone gets taken sometimes. You mean you can't do anything? Well, I think I saw an 800 number in the catalog. We don't have time to dial 800 numbers. <laughs> Michelle, you see, uh, we'll talk later. Come on, let's go make a phone call. Let's go. So it looks like when she calls the number, because she puts it on speakerphone, which is just as well so we can all hear it, the recording, when I play it, you'll hear that it sounds like it's being recorded in an empty room because there is an echo when the guy is speaking. And it looks like this Rigby action figure is not the only product they have that people have become dissatisfied with because press one if your Rigby pen is leaking. Oh. Oh, look at me, he feels like, ew. Press two if your Rigby sticker turned everything in the wash orange. Why would you put that through the wash? Unless you, like, forget it's on your shirt or something and then it goes through the wash they sound like this this company needs to have several lawsuits attached to it by angry con customers <laughs> the look on both michelle and stephanie's face are just like good grief <laughs> joey's response remind me to cross those off my christmas list it just sounds like they're selling garbage, just junk that is that breaks five minutes after you buy it. All right, finally, press three if you're dissatisfied with the size of your action rigby. Clearly, they've been getting a lot of complaints. 
Yes, I do see a little mini uh, boom mic, whatever that's supposed to be, dip into the top of the frame there when Michelle says, just before Michelle says, that's us. <sighs> this is such a cop-out. The man says, it's not the size of your action rigby that's important, just how much you love him or something like that. It's Oh, it's the fun you bring to it. And there's just like, eh, what now? Excuse me? That's not an answer. I want to talk to an actual human being, not a robot. Have a happy Rigby day, and the message just cuts out. So it's an answering service. Because they hit it, and it doesn't direct them to anybody. So it's like, oh, if you're dissatisfied, oh, well, deal with it. It's your fault. Yeah, it's their fault for trusting their money in the hands of a corporation that is giving out faulty, selling faulty products. And they're like, what that, what company is this? I'm sure they get shut down because that is ridiculous. Call the BBB, the Better Business Bureau. Call them, have them, like, take down the Rigby Corporation. Yeah, Joey's shuts off the message he's like have a happy rigby day the nerve of those guys at least they can pretend to care no they don't care because they're just they're getting a paycheck as long as they're getting paid it doesn't matter to them oh she spent all her tooth fairy money on that she could have spent that on anything and she wanted the rigby what, this reminds me so much of The Simpsons with the Krusty the Clown show with all the faulty products that he was putting out. Yeah, she says, I spent all my tooth fairy money and all I got was a hole in my mouth and a piece of junk. I don't know why, but Michelle with missing teeth, just she seems just more adorable. I don't know why. She's, she's a cutie regardless. She's adorable. Sometimes she's cute. But the, the toothlessness makes her get more adorable. Maybe I'm just getting Dustin vibes from Stranger Things. I don't know why. All right, knock on the door. It's Denise, and boy, is she angry too, because she's like, I have ripped off. Joey looks like he's ready to throw down, because when Denise comes, like, I got ripped off, showing her Rigby, and Michelle's like, so did I. The look on Joey's face, he's about ready to go to town with the Rigby people and I would fully support that like you go down there you give them a piece of your mind not your fists but go down there and you gotta say something you gotta make a make a statement you gotta do something I know we don't like those uh what are they the Karen people that uh just make a scene just the point of making a scene we could have used them to at this Rigby event at the mall. I mean, I don't know. I just, I feel like we could have. They really could have helped the situation. Staff, when have you ever given up? Did you give up when Gia spread that rumor about you? Oh, she got back at her. She got back at Gia, and then she felt guilty. And then they began friends. But she, yeah, somebody's like, guys, you gotta give it up because there's nothing you can do. Well, not necessarily. Well, one person can do by themselves. I mean, but with a group of you, you got a lot of people uh, can make a lot of noise. 
And it's like, he's going to be at the mall. Let's go down there. Granted, they most likely be escorted out of the mall by security. Like, you need to go. You can't protest in here. Yeah. Jo oh, he is so angry. He's like, hands on hips. He's just like, fists on hips. Joey's just like, huh, there's plenty we can do. Rigby's at the mall today, right? I say we go down there. Give him a piece of our mind. Yeah, and Mitchell's like, yeah, he is, but I don't want to see him. It's like, I'm embarrassed, I'm hurt, I'm angry. I just, I can't face Rigby. And Joey's like, no, no, we're going to see him, all right. But <laughs> we're, we're going to make, get you get ready to make some noise, girls, because we're going to make some noise. We're going to get all your friends, and we're going to rattle that rhino's horn. Who's with me? Dang, jo Joey is just, he is, oh my, what did I say about Joey? He is one of those people, you don't want to make that man mad, because you make him mad, you are going to be seeing, wow. I mean, it's one thing to see Jesse mad and, and Danny mad, but when you see Joey mad, it's like, you don't want to push that man's buttons. Even Steph is like, wow, Joey, you're steamed. Of course, he does a uh, Yosemite Sam. Oh, I hate that rhino. I can't do Yosemite Sam. Oh, I hate that rhino. It's ringing. I'll put it on speaker. Hi, and welcome to Rigby the Rhino International. Press 1 if your Rigby pen is leaking. <laughs> Press 2 if your Rigby sticker turned everything into wash orange. <laughs> Remind me to cross those off my Christmas list. Press three if you're dissatisfied with the size of your action, Rigby. That's it. It's not the size of your action, Rigby, that's important. It's the fun you bring to it. Have a happy Rigby day. Have a happy Rigby day? The nerve of those guys, at least they can pretend to care. I spent all my tooth fairy money, and all I got was a hole in my mouth and a piece of junk. shots of the inside of a mall because we see Victoria's Secret we see the Outback not the restaurant <laughs> no wait that's Outback Steakhouse okay even the parents are getting a little grooved into the we got kids in white chairs they're moving and grooving in their seats we got parents kind of like one lady in blue with the dark hair just really getting into the music See the other parents like bobbing their heads side to side, shuffling their body side to side. We got Rigby security. So he's doing it. I don't know whether this is a theme song to a show or just his his own Rigby theme. Uh, it's weird. <laughs> I just like I'm orange. Dig me. I'm Rigby. <laughs> I like how oh, this is really cool. How we got. Right around the side there, we see Michelle pop her head out, then Denise, then Stephanie, and then Joey. And it's like, okay, kids, come on, let's do this. They have picket signs. 
Oh no, they just have one that says it's a white sign that Stephanie's holding. It's not that huge. It says Rigby is a ripoff. And they start chanting, Rigby is a ripoff. Rigby is a ripoff. We see some man that I don't know where he's been shopping, but he just is like, oh, what's this? A rhino singing? Okay, a man in rhino suit? I'll hang out for this. Or maybe he's there with his grandkids. I don't know. We got some other kids. I don't see Derek or Aaron or Teddy there. Where are they? Or Lisa. Why didn't they get them? They got some other kid with a rigby as a ripoff. Maybe it's a classmate of Michelle's. Okay, I count two other signs. We just found a, a bunch of kids that are dissatisfied. Maybe it's kids from Michelle's class. What? Oh my goodness. There's like a line of kids now following Joey and Stephanie and Michelle and Denise. A security guard, <laughs> no different really than Barney Fife from uh, <laughs> um, Andy, the Andy Griffith show, Mayberry. Um, and Rigby stops his song and he's like, Oh, what seems to be the problem, little rhinos? Like, read the sign, Rigby. What does it say? It says Rigby is a ripoff. I'm like, You're a liar, you lie to children. You sell them merchandise that doesn't work. It's like, yeah, I, faulty advertising. You're advertising one thing, they're getting something completely different. But Rigby starts getting closer to the kids start backing up, especially Michelle. Michelle is just really... And Joey's like, Michelle, it's okay. Go on, tell them how you feel. Yeah, I wouldn't have been say, I mean, your name, sure. Just say, I'm Michelle Tanner. You don't need to say, I live at 1882 Gerard Street. But then again, spoiler alert, how's he going to show up to our house with a plush rigby if he doesn't know where she lives? And uh, this guy's just like, oh, and your point is? And she says, how come in, your, in the commercial, Action Rigby was big and fun? And all I got was this thing. A hard piece of plastic junk. <laughs> I like how Joey's like behind his, <laughs> his hand. Hold it up. We can't see it. <laughs> Raving. I am holding it up. He's the one that was kind of jamming out in the front row. He's got kind of a green <laughs> hoodie on. And the way he's like, oh my gosh. I ordered that too. Mine hasn't come yet. Oh my gosh. I, I love Denise's line. Like, I was going to bring this in for show and tell, but there's nothing to show. A paperweight, basically. All these kids have their action Rigby's, and they're just holding them up, just like, look at this. This is a hunk of plastic. It's a paperweight. What is this? It says. What is it? It says chocolatier, and then there's another business that says, it says tree and I, tree, tree and I, Eve, I don't know. And Ruby pretty much is like, back, not physically back into a corner, but he's like, hey kids, take it easy. They're angry and they want a solution, Rigby. What are you going to do? Are you going to stand behind your faulty merchandise? Or are you going to give the kids what they want? Which is not what they're holding in their hand. Oh, I like what Stephanie has to say. She's like, you know what, Rigby? You've done more than rip off little kids' money. You hear this in the background, parents? You hear this? Rigby's ripping.
ripping off your kids. He's taking their allowance and tooth fairy money. You've ripped off their innocence. Yes, Stephanie, preach. Preach, girl. She says, how do you sleep at night? Especially with that horn. The way that Rigby, like, grabs at his horn. You think that Rigby were actually real when it's clearly just a man in a costume. Joey, of course, behind his hand goes, <coughs> Rigby is a ripoff, trying to get the kids to start shouting that again. Because Rigby is unfair to kids. They all start... Because Rigby is on a circular platform, and they start, like coming towards him. There's also another security guard. It says Rigby security. You wear an orange sweatshirt with the sleeves cut off. And it says Rigby security in black bold print. And he's just standing there doing nothing. It's the security guard that jumps in and says, uh, what is going on here? There's that big guy with the sunglasses, uh, who... I'm just going to say this guy is Weeb, not the, the actor's name isn't Weeb, but um, I'm just going to say it's the same character. Like, he also owns Weeb's Sports Grill, and he does this rugby security on the side. Parents and other kids that are hanging out that were just jamming out to Rigby's theme song moments ago are now up in arms, shouting and screaming, Rigby is a ripoff. He tries to get out of there. He's like, oh, so long, kids. I gotta go powder my horn. And he's also wearing a tie. Just a singular, goofy tie that a clown would probably wear. And regular, just whoever this man is inside the Rigby costume says, get the limo ready. Rigby, this guy's got a limo. Really, he must be making so much money off of those kids that he can afford a limo. Yeah, so, yeah, he starts to get out of there, and Michelle's like, Rigby's getting away! And Disney says, follow that rhino! And they start to follow him, and of course, here comes Mr. Not Barney Fife security guard, trying to, like, back, back! Rigby has left the building! <laughs> it sounds like Barney Fife, or Don Knotts. And he's like, now all you protesters, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave peacefully. Let's go, let's go! And this guy keeps like, he and Joey both get into a, I'm hiking up my pants to prove I'm more of a man than you are type of thing. And Joey's like, oh, excuse me, but these kids are just exercising their right of free speech. Oh, no, sir, he is not a Rigby fan. In fact, I'd be like, I, I don't like him. He's a horrible, horrible man. Rhino. Who just takes kids' money so he can buy himself a limo. To show, I'm, I wonder if he was, like, going to start signing autographs and stuff at the end. Because he's, oh, you're kind of a little old to be a, a Rigby fan, aren't you, fella? And Joey gets in this guy the security office, this mall cop's face, and says, well, you're never too old to defend the Constitution. Private mall? Are you serious? Well, I don't know. And he says, the Constitution ends at the Gap. With the constant, they're both like hiking up their pants. It's like they're in a like who can hike up their pants higher than the other. And this guy is like the hat is so big on his head. This mall cop. 
his his hat, the top of his hat kind of goes below his eyes. Josie, all right, we're going to leave, but not, it's not because we're afraid of you. Because I can't pull my pants up any higher. Kids pretend if they had pants on that they'd be hiking their pants up as they turn and walk away. And DJ's with Vicky and Becky helping DJ's hair get back to its normal, long, straight flowiness. Mission accomplished. And I think they are going to give her some tips on men. I gotta say, out of the three ladies in the room, Becky's hair is the bomb. It is amazing. I love it. DJ's here is just okay. <laughs> honestly, honestly, honestly. And DJ said, I can't believe Steve would lie to me about my hair. And Vicky looks up at Becky and she's like, should we tell her? And Becky says, I think she's ready. I love Becky and Vicky there together just being motherly figures to DJ. Because who else does she have? You know, her mom is 
not around and everything, and she was too young to ask about boys when her mom was around. So, Vicky says, it's time you learn the facts about men. <laughs> I love, oh, Deej. Oh, it's okay. They gave us a pamphlet in fifth grade. It's like, no, 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 no. Not, not that. No. <laughs> um, and Becky says, oh, we know the pamphlet. Yes, this this goes way beyond the pamphlet. Yeah, I mean, the pamphlet DJ's referring, we all know. It's clearly like how you girls and boys are different, you know, body-wise and all that. But it never really goes into temperament and behaviors. No, that's more as you get older and you start dating and stuff like that. And both Vicky and Becky have both, you know, they've been in relationships for a while now. Especially Becky, and she's, you know, a married woman, so she's got the intel. Oh, oh, Vicky says, oh, this goes way beyond the pamphlet. And Becky says, you know, the when you ask a man, how do I look? Men become, oh, how do I put this nicely? Spineless jellyfish. And Vicky, gosh, I, we don't get Becky and Vicky in enough scenes together. I'm sorry, we just, we don't. And I, I love this. They kind of play off each other here. Where Vicky, you know, adds a little bit and then Becky comes in and adds some, you know, they're kind of playing off each other. Like, yes, yes, you, you made what is considered the classic rookie mistake. You asked a man what he thought and expected the truth. When really, I don't know, you know, guys, I've only known one guy and that's my husband. Even when we are dating, you know, he's going to say I look nice and, you know, odds are Probably do, I guess, you know? Which, I guess in a way that saying that goes, you have to learn to love yourself before you can accept love from others. It's kind of just like, yeah, those of us that, that do battle with low self-esteem issues on a regular basis, it is hard to hear even compliments from people because you don't believe it, no matter how truthful it, can, it is. It's just... It's really hard because you don't believe in yourself. If I don't see this in myself, how clearly, clearly, how can someone else see, you know, the goodness in me? If you don't believe it, you're not going to believe. If you don't believe it yourself and what you're telling yourself, then you're not going to believe what someone else is telling you. Oh, oh, mm, 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 the look that... Becky and Vicky give DJ when she says, look, I know you guys are a lot older than me, but the they're like, <laughs> excuse me? Girl, they're like maybe 15 years older than you. I mean, honestly, I don't think that Becky has passed the age of 30 yet. I don't think she's hit 30 yet. Vicky, on the other hand, maybe is 30 and over. But that's not a lot. I mean, if you think about it, this season seven, DJ is at least 17 years old at this point. <laughs> I love this shared look between Becky and Becky. Like, mm -mm. And they turn and look at DJ like, um, do you want to rethink that statement? <laughs> Try again. And DJ's like, oh, did I say older? I, I meant wiser. <laughs> there you go.
And DJ just, she can't believe it. Like, I can't believe what you're saying about men. It's like, Deej, Deej, they've been around, they've dated, you know, they know. It comes from experience. It comes from getting older. It comes from, you know, making decisions and being with different people. You, you learn things along the way. And Vicky says, it's true. When it comes to how we love, guys will always avoid confrontation. I don't know about that, but I, I am avoid confrontation at all costs. I am not a fan. I don't know anybody that is a fan of confrontation. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to roll over unless someone criticized me and put me down and everything. I'm not going to avoid confrontation in that regard. It's like, you throw hands at me, we're going to have words. I don't mean physical hands. I mean, you're going to be slinging words at me, saying things. I'm just... Come on now. I like to think in some way we've all, you know, all of us now that are, you know, I'd say even over the age of 30. It's like, come on now. Come on. This is not the schoolyard. This is not the playground. You don't need to sling hateful words or hurtful words at people. And Becky likens this to they would rather hand over the remote. And DJ says, you're exaggerating. And Becky says, no, I'm not. Remember in season six when Becky had that kind of reddish hair? Whereas in season seven, it's honestly more of a honey color. Which is real. I just, I don't know. I wasn't a huge, huge fan of the, you know, Becky's reddish hair in season six. Season eight, like the dark brown bordering on black hair. No, not a fan of that either. Becky turns to Vicky and says, should we uh, put it to the test? And Vicky says, oh, she's got to learn sometime. Okay, I got to say, okay, three women here. We got Becky, Vicky, and DJ. Great hair to meh hair. We got... I'm going Becky number one, Vicky number two, and DJ number three. Just because it's not really doing anything, at least in this particular scene. It's just kind of laying flat and down where there isn't really much going on. Would I say I like her long hair here versus, say, the uh, short turned up at the ends look of season eight? Yes, I would definitely go for this hair over that hair. I don't know what they were thinking in season 8 doing that with her hair. It's like, no! No! And I think that was like towards the very end of Full House was with the turned up ends. The short hair and the turned up ends. Like, no! Why are you doing that? Okay, there you go. Looks like hair again. Thanks, guys. You know, I can't believe Steve lied to me about my hair. Should we tell her? I think she's ready. <laughs> Time you learn the facts about men. Oh, it's okay. They gave us the pamphlet in fifth grade. <laughs> we know the pamphlet. Yet this goes way beyond the pamphlet. Mm -hmm. See, when you ask a man, how do I look, men become, mm, how do I put this nicely, spineless jellyfish. <laughs> yes, you made what is considered the classic rookie mistake. You asked a man what he thought and expected the truth. I know you guys are a lot older than me, but I... <laughs> uh. Did I say older? I meant wiser. 
it's true. When it comes to how we look, guys will always avoid confrontation. They would rather hand over the remote. <laughs> You're exaggerating. No, I'm not. Should we uh, put it to the test? She's got to learn sometime. All right, now we're downstairs with the guys. Danny and Steve are sitting on the couch. We got Jesse standing up, walking around the living room, presenting another scenario of this test to Steve. Okay. Steve, here's a new scenario. DJ's just come home from the beauty parlor. It looks like her hair was greased with crank crankcase oil. What do you say? And Jesse says, all right, what do you say? And Steve says, wow, your hair looks beautiful, not dry like other girls. And Jesse nods like, all right, Steve, you did a good job. And Danny's like, yeah, that's excellent, Steven. Complimentary without a hint of waffle. Oh, good golly, Miss Molly! No, um, I don't know how I feel about Becky's outfit. He's wearing a red skirt and a blue blazer and then some type of lacy black top see-through-ish underneath and then, like, high tops. I don't know. Now, normally, yeah, I'm biased when it comes to red because it's my favorite color. This, on the other hand, I know she's wearing matching lipstick. Uh, DJ, her face is just covered in, like, that looks like makeup you would have to, like, chip off. It's so caked on there. Oh, well, don't you all look nice as Becky comes down the stairs and sees the guys. And just like, all right, Steve-O, watch and learn. And Jesse starts with, oh, Becky, you are a vision of, and he notices her high tops. And they are clearly Nike shoes. He's like, oh, what's with the shoes? You forgot to change your shoes. And Becky <laughs> clearly testing Jesse. What? You don't like them? I thought they looked cute. Oh, we gotta see what Jesse's gonna do next. <laughs> and Jesse's like, oh, hey, babe, cute as a bug. Tell you how many times I saw Michael Jordan and thought, ooh, cute shoes. Like, oh my gosh. Because she's wearing Nike high tops, he's liking her to Michael Jordan just because she's wearing tennis shoes. Oh my goodness. Becky's hair also has got kind of a semi-beehive-ish look going on too because it's kind of rolled up like uh, in the back like a beehive. And she says, oh, she put the hand on his shoulder. I'm like, oh, thanks, honey. That's sweet. And meanwhile, Danny's still on the couch with Steve. He's like, see, see that? That that was a nice recovery. He says, you you are learning from master there, Steve. Oh, wow. Um, Again, guys, you've heard me say it on this podcast. I am not a fan of the choker. Never have been. Unless you're Ryan Atwood in season one of the OC with that leather choker. Now, Vicky's wearing this, the thing that the ladies tend to wear, you know, DJ Stephanie, you know, I'm sure Becky, and now Vicky, and wearing this black choke, cloth choker, and I'm just not about that. And her earrings look like they could easily be caught on something, because they're starfish and seashells. I found extremely noisy as they bang together. <laughs> Danny gets up and says, oh, Vicky, sweetheart, are you shopping at SeaWorld again? <laughs> hey, I was just there. <laughs> I did some shopping at SeaWorld, oh yeah. 
And she's like, oh, you mean the earrings? Aren't these great? Oh, yeah. Get, leaning in to get a closer look. And he's like, oh, yeah. They're fabulous. The great thing about them is when I nibble on your ear, I can listen to the ocean. Uh, okay, that's a detail we didn't need to know. Thank you. And Jesse goes over to Steve, who's still on the car. He's like, Steve-o, that, that was beautiful. Why aren't you taking notes? DJ and Steve are going to school you for and um, the new age way to treat a lady and a guy. Honesty all the way. Honesty all the way. Uh, DJ, of course, has been waiting at the top of the stairs. Says, I'm ready. And she comes down and Steve says, or Jesse says to Steve, all right, go get him, kill her. And Steve's like, wow, did you look? And she, oh, my, the eyeshadow is just too much. The lipstick is just too, oh, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's just, I don't know what it is about the lipstick. It's just, it's not so much just bright. It's just too in your face. And the eyeshadow is like kind of a, periwinkle purple blue color it's like this is not 1970 you don't gotta slob all that stuff on your face come on now she looks like one of those creepy porcelain clown dolls that's what her face and i don't know what they did like they took like a some type of makeup pencil or eyebrow pencil or something like went over her eyebrows and it's just like ugh that off and start again it's like, you look, uh, you look, uh, he's at a loss for words. He, he doesn't want to lie to her, but he's going to be ex incredibly honest here. It's like, you look, um, and he's looking at Jesse and Danny for help. Like, uh, you look like nothing I've ever seen. It's like, she does. That is crazy. Kimmy, we know with the bright clothes and stuff like that, has ne would never be this outlandish. This is just unsettling outlandish and unnecessary. And DJ said, oh, well, I'm going for an evening look. What do you think? And <laughs> I love he pulls this out of the, his back pocket. Well, uh, on the positive side, you're, uh, you're an excellent student. <laughs> well, yeah. How <laughs> Steve turns back to Danny, gives him a thumbs up, and Danny gives him a th This is just, oh, this is just entertaining for them. <laughs> and DJ clarifies, so I'm talking about my makeup, do you like it? And Steve is just like, um, and he's looking over his shoulder at Jesse and Danny like, oh dear. And Steve, he he's just like, guys, I, I can't do it, okay? <laughs> Yeah, and I like what Steve's like, DJ, you're so naturally beautiful. Why are you wearing all that goop? And it is. It's like it's just gooped it on her face. Just caked it on. And they did that, you know, for the reason to see if he would just lie to her. It's like, no, he's going to be honest with her. It's like, you are naturally beautiful. You don't need to put all that stuff on your face. It's one thing to enhance things just a smidge, but you don't go overboard like you're a clown in a circus from the 20s. Good golly. Yeah, he says, your face looks like a parrot exploded. And DJ smiles because, you know, he is being honest with her. And DJ is just so happy with that answer. He says, I love you, Steve, and kisses him. And Steve turns to us, see you guys, not every woman is overly sensitive. Oh, he just put those men in the doghouse.
love the audience reaction to that. As Becky and Vicky are just like, hmm, overly sensitive, huh? Uh, Jesse trying to pull out this, well, oh, overly driving from the Greek word overopolis. Uh-huh, sure, sure. Meaning, uh, just enough or the perfect amount of sensitivity. And DJ says, Steve, see, I knew you would be honest with me. And yeah, he is. Because that's what it's all about, honesty and communication. Wow, and she kind of throws them in the dog under the bus, too. Saying that Aunt Becky and Vicky were trying to prove men would say anything to avoid confrontation. <laughs> and Becky looked at Jesse and he's like, what? We wouldn't say anything to avoid confrontation? Yeah, right. Jesse says, if there's something on our minds, we say it. Yeah, right. Oh, come on with the brother man stuff. Seriously. Because <laughs> Danny Sayer's like, hey, right on, brother man. <laughs> and they pump fists. I love Vicky just like, oh, guys. And Jesse says, sitting back down, Becky on the couch says, besides, I knew you were fooling with those shoes the whole time. And Be <laughs> Danny turns to Vicky and says, yeah, I knew those earrings were a joke. And Vicky says, I love these earrings. And Danny says, so, so do I. Oh my gosh. And she's like, I'm joking. He says, so was I. No, you weren't. Oh, again with this brother man stuff. Come on, Jesse and Danny. And Becky stands up and says, you know, I, I think that proves our point. They are actually going to go get ready before they're late for wherever they're going. Oh, that's right. The Phantom of the Opera thing. <laughs> I love how Becky's like, and you guys, you can really learn something from Steve here. <laughs> Steve just grins. <laughs> oh, and then as soon as the ladies leave, Jesse and Danny start mocking Steve. <laughs> and Steve's all like, guys, guys, come on. I thought you were uh, avoiding confrontation. Like, yeah, probably with the ladies, but not with you. <laughs> and Danny says, yeah, in the house, get outside. Hi, Steve. Next scenario. DJ's just come home from the beauty parlor and it looks like her hair was greased with crankcase oil. You say, Wow, your hair looks beautiful. Not dry like other girls. That, that is excellent, Stephen. Complimentary without the hint of what. Okay, Deej, watch and learn. Well, don't you guys look nice? <laughs> Steve-O, watch and learn. <laughs> Becky, you are a vision of... What's with the shoes? You forgot to change your shoes. What, you don't like them? I thought they looked cute. <laughs> hey, babe, cute as a bug. I can't tell you how many times I saw Michael Jordan and thought, ooh, cute shoes. <laughs> Thanks, honey, that's sweet. Uh, See, yeah, that was a, that's a nice recovery that you were learning from a master. I'm ready. <laughs> Vicky, sweetheart. Are you shopping at SeaWorld again, honey? Oh, you mean the earrings? Aren't they great? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh they're, they're fabulous. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, the great thing about them is when I, when I nibble on your ear, I, I can listen to the ocean. Ooh. See? <laughs> 
Steve, oh, that was beautiful. Why aren't you taking notes? I'm ready. All right. Go get him, killer. Wow, Deed, you look... Look. You look... You look... You look, um... Uh, like nothing I've ever seen. Well, I, I'm going for an evening look. What do you think? Well, uh, on the positive side, you're an excellent student. <laughs> I'm talking about my makeup. Do you like it? Um. <laughs> oh, guys, I can't do it. <laughs> DJ, you're so naturally beautiful. Why are you wearing all that goop? You know, your face looks like looks like, like, like a parrot exploded. <laughs> See, not every woman is overly sensitive. <laughs> overly sensitive. Oh, well, well overly uh, deriving from the Greek word overopolis, uh, meaning just enough or the perfect amount of sensitivity. See, Steve, I knew you would be honest with me. Aunt Becky and Vicky were trying to prove that men would say anything to avoid confrontation. Well, we won't say anything to avoid confrontation. Look, if there's something on our mind, we say it. Hey, right on, brother man. Right on, man. Oh, please, guys. And besides, I knew you were fooling with those shoes the whole time. Yeah, and I knew those earrings were a joke. I love these earrings. So do I. I'm joking. So was I. Right on, man. Right on, man. Well, I think that proves our point. You know what? We should get ready before we're late. And, you know, you guys... You could really learn something from Steve here. Uh, I can't do it, guys. You're so naturally beautiful. Guys, guys, come on, I thought you uh, avoided confrontation. Yeah, in the house, Alright, so let's get back to plot A with the Rigby action figure that nobody's happy with. And De Denise and Michelle are really very forlorn. They're upset. They feel like they really didn't make a difference. And Joey's like, hey guys, don't be down. You know, sometimes just making a stand is a victory in itself. And Joey tells him, you know, it took a lot of courage to get up on that stage and tell that rhino how you felt. What stage? It was a little circular platform. And Michelle's like, yeah, but I'm just a little kid. I mean, he didn't even listen to me. It's like, no, he didn't. He didn't listen to any of those kids. It didn't face him one bit. It's like, I got your money. I'm going to use it on a limo to come to the, the mall and put on a event for... <sighs> so lame. It was lame. And I can understand her frustration when she was voicing her opinion, her dissatisfaction, along with the other kids and the parents that chimed in the, with that rugby as a ripoff. And he just he just left. Granted, whether or not he's making, whether it's just this guy behind the scenes, if who's in the rhino suit, if he's the one getting money, or what this is, or whether it's just him in the rhino suit and then someone else is kind of pulling the strings and running the actual rugby business and show and everything like that. I don't know. But I bet anything that's probably where that, that money those kids all sent in probably paid for his limo to get there. 
And Denise says, yeah, he sure got his tail out of there pretty fast. It's like, yeah, he knows he's in the wrong. And he, uh, instead of facing up and admitting he's selling fraudulent or his company or whatever is selling fraudulent cheap product or um, false advertising to kids, he just booked it out of there. And Joey's trying to get to the fact understand that you know by making a stand those other kids heard you today and odds are those that were going to spend their money on getting an action rigby aren't yeah he says you might have saved them from wasting their allowance or their tooth fairy money on an action rigby and think about it i mean yeah you probably get a right an allowance on the regular tooth fairy money that is something that you gotta lose a tooth you gotta lose a tooth that you're not, well, I mean, an adult tooth will grow in its place, but that's a milestone. Yeah, you, you lose, like, a handful of teeth, but still, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I just, it just hurts that, you know, she had to learn the hard way. And he tells them, you, you guys made a big difference today. And Michelle says, well, I, I don't feel different. And there's the doorbell. Hey, come on, you guys. There's nothing to feel down about. Sometimes just making a stand is a victory in itself. It took a lot of courage to get up on that stage and tell that rhino how you felt. But I'm just a little kid. He didn't even listen to me. Yeah, he sure got his tail out of there pretty fast. Yeah, but all those kids hurt you guys today. And you might have saved them from wasting their allowance or their tooth fairy money on an action rapey. You guys made a big difference today. Well, feel different. So Stephanie goes to the living room and opens the door, and then we see Weeb, one of Rigby's bodyguards, along with the other guy there that's standing behind him, who's also wearing the peach-colored shirt with the Rigby security guard or bodyguard or wherever you on and Rigby's like hi is my little buddy I'd be like you got a lot of nerve showing up here you really do you can take your tail or your horn and turn around and leave right now he's like is my little buddy uh uh and the weeb the security guard pulls out the card that says Michelle's name on here uh Michelle Michelle Tanner and Stephanie says yeah sure and she shouts, Michelle, let's rip off the rhino, which well-deserved, yeah. And he, <laughs> Rigby's on a comeback saying, well, aren't you just a thimble full of catnip? And I'm like, dude, you deserve that. You 100% deserve that. And Michelle and Denise and Joey come in, and Rigby's all like, hi, Michelle. And Michelle just knows, of course, like, why would she be smiling at this guy? He ripped her off. She's May I help you? And Joey says, hey, Rigby, haven't you ripped off enough kids today? He says, he tells him, why don't you take your plastic and pedal it somewhere else? Or someplace else. And he's like, oh, hear me out, big fella. I got a surprise for you, Michelle. And that's what that teal duffel bag is. I'm sending, Rigby says, I'm sending everyone who ordered one of those dinky action Rigby's. One of these big, plush, made-in-Taiwan, super cuddly, huggable Rigby's. Okay, okay. 
I would definitely say that that is a nice consolation prize. I would want an apology. And you know what? I wouldn't mind having my money back. Well, he already spent their money on that limo, so he ain't giving the money back. And, yeah, okay, now this is more like it. Thanks, Rigby. Yeah, definitely. You guy realized he was wrong, and um, he's making up for it. On top of that, then the Rigby thing just goes bankrupt. And Rigby says, no, thank you, Michelle, for reminding me that making kids happy is what Rigby's all about. And Michelle all smiles now. Anytime, Rigby. And he's like, oh, shucks. And Joe, I like how he bends down and he turns, you know, Michelle and Denise to him. He's like, see, you guys can make a difference. I'm very proud of you. It's like, yeah. Sometimes he's going to make your voice be heard and let them know your dissatisfaction. And sometimes they will go out of their way to make it up to you. Sometimes. Other times they'll ignore you. And roll their eyes. Aw, to give Joey a hug. I got 70 changes or two, and you're like, you know, he really is nice. Oh my gosh, this guy's dedicated. Weave is dedicated. He says, I'd take a bullet for that right now. Well, probably. And he's like, all right, well, gotta go. He's got other kids that he's got to give a duffel bag full of plush Rigby's to. And Michelle says, wait, Rigby, aren't you going to do the Rigby dance? And he's like, oh, well, Rigby's playing racquetball with Big Bird tonight, but what the heck. The song isn't even that long. It's like, like, 30 seconds long, if that. Just sing the dang song, do the dance, and get out of there. There you go. Boom. You made a kid happy. You made two kids happy today. And Maul's never going to have rugby back. Like, um, no, last time there was a protest, and yeah. So, no, rugby, you can't come back to Bayview Mall. I even got the little boombox with a song in it. Oh, he sings the lyrics. It's just like background music. Kind of like a jungle hop type music. And the security guard! The weep security guard is getting into the dance too. And Joey's bobbing his head. I think that's pretty much how the episode ends. <laughs> weep and Stephanie slap high five. <laughs> I thought they're gonna roll off the red carpet for him. Hi! Is my little buddy, uh. Oh, Michelle Tanner here? Uh, sure, just a second. Michelle! Rip off the rhino! <laughs> you just a thimble full of catnip. <laughs> Hi, Michelle! May I help you? Look, Rigby, haven't you ripped off enough kids today? Why don't you just take your plastic and pedal it someplace else? Oh, hear me out, big fella. I got a surprise for you, Michelle. I'm sending everyone who ordered one of those dinky action Rigby's one of these big plush made in Taiwan super cuddly huggable Rigby's. This is more like it. Thanks, Rigby. No. Thank you, Michelle, for reminding me that making kids happy is what Rigby's all about. Anytime, Rigby. Oh, shucks. <laughs> See? You guys can make a difference. I'm very proud of both of you. <laughs> Aww. You know, he really is nice. I'd take a bullet for that rhino. <laughs>
enjoyed it Tanner teachable moment kind of go, also goes back to just be honest when someone asks you well what, what do you think of this outfit what do you just just be honest they don't want you to lie to them and honestly lying is just not going to get you anywhere but <laughs> just gonna irritate someone um another thing uh buyer beware when it become when it comes to getting stuff whether it's something you see on tv those infomercials, just anything in general that looks like, oh, that could look really, really cool. I would really like it because sometimes you will get, and there are businesses that stand by their satisfaction. If you are not satisfied, return it and we will refund you or we'll get a replace or we'll get, you know, they want the customer to be happy. That's how you do a business. Make sure your customer is happy. With the product, make good product. That's the thing. Make good products. Your customers will be happy if that's something that you, you know, something you know with Amazon. You know, there's sometimes they'll get something that's like this looks different, or I don't. Turns out I don't need it after all, and and you, you know, you just return it. That's all. You don't you don't do it all the time. Otherwise, they're probably gonna flag you. But um, yeah, that's just a Tanner teachable moment. Is you know, stand up for yourself when it comes to that. Don't let yourself get ripped off. You have a voice. Use it. Acknowledge your displeasure and frustration and stuff. So, I'd say best outfit of the episode. I guess I'd have to say, I mean, if we're going as far as the outfits for what the guys and the girls were wearing. I'm going to say best outfit of the guys. I'm going to go with Jesse. I like kind of his... What? Huh? Shush, dear. Gosh. So I would say definitely, you know, Jesse's outfit, his, you know, greenish-looking suit jacket. And then of the ladies... With their goofy outfit. I'm gonna say, I like that. I mean, yeah, it's biased. I'm red, you know, I like red and all that stuff. I like Becky's. I mean, the high tops were cute. They didn't really go with the outfit, but that was the point. Um, worst outfit, as far as aside from that side plot, I say Michelle's outfit with the multicolored dress top thing with the yellow tights. Wasn't a fan of that. Um, I'm just going to stick with uh, Stephanie's regular blue and white plaid shirt. Rigby's costume definitely did remind me of season five, Happy Birthday Babies, when Danny is dressed as Dino. It's that same shiny, soft-looking material. So, all right. So, we've finished Joey and the Girls. And of course, we do have a Fuller House cast member in October who is celebrating a birthday, Elias Harger. The episode that I've chosen to go with is Season 1, Episode 8, Secrets, Lies, and Fire Trucks. This episode aired February 26th, 
2016. When Max learns to lie, he also learns that lies can backfire. Meanwhile, the ladies of the house fall in love with secrets. Yes, Elias Hargar's birthday, October 22nd. Well, let me look at my calendar here. So I think what I'm going to do is I am going to have that episode, this uh, next episode, Secrets, Lies, and Fire Trucks is going to go up on Friday the 21st. We're going to have Rigby the Rhinos episode is going to go up on the 28th of October. Um, the Easy Rider is going to go up on the 14th of October. And the 7th is going to go to Mr. Egghead. So look forward to those. And I hope you all have a great weekend. If you want to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to leave a review for the podcast because you love it so much, you want to show your support, go to iTunes, type in Full House or Fuller House. The Oh My Lanta Holy Jalupas podcast will pop up. Also, I don't believe I got to read the DVD case description for the Day of the Rhino. Says Michelle sends away for a super duper Rigby the Rhino action toy and gets an itsy bitsy plastic figurine. Yeah, it's basically like a little paperweight. <laughs> Not even heavy enough to be considered a paperweight. It's just like a figurine that you'd have to like lean up against something to make sure it doesn't fall. But uh, all right, everybody, have a great weekend. Bye bye.